It would have been impossible for the Golden State Warriors to have drafted a player I am more familiar with than Trace Jackson Davis, who is nice enough to finally join me here on the Damon Bruce Show. I appreciate your time, Trace. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing great, man. So you're setting up in a new apartment. Things going well. You getting the lay of the land in San Francisco? Absolutely. Um, just practicing, honestly, going through the city a little bit. I'm going to probably post on my Instagram here soon. The best place to eat, stuff of that nature, so I can get familiar. But everything's been going smooth. That's good. Good. And there's a lot of good places to eat. That's the one thing we got a lot of here in San Francisco, for sure. And I'll, I'll be happy to give you some advice and some tips along the way, man. But uh, again, thank you. Congratulations once again. As I told you on the day where we met when you were introduced, you know, situations dictate careers sometimes as much as talent. And I think that you are just in a spectacular situation. I'm guessing you feel that way, too. Absolutely. I feel like... Um... Out of the teams that I looked at, this was probably the top team that I was looking for. Um, just how they space with shooters and uh, me being able to put pressure on the rim, I think it's going to be great for both parties. So what did you think of your first taste of, of summer league action? Um, I thought it was good, honestly, just being able to get out there and play with some of my teammates, uh, play with Brandon, play with Les, play with Gee. Um, it was awesome. Uh, obviously, coming off an injury and um, not playing basketball in three months, the first game was a little rusty, but I felt like by the second game, I was back kind of what what I do. And well, so, um, yeah, huh? I mean, I'll tell you, you looked an awful lot like Trace Jackson Davis to me. I mean, things that I've yeah. just become so familiar seeing from you on the court, it, it looked like it, it translated quickly. Um, did it feel bigger or faster? Then the basketball you were playing in Bloomington, did it feel like a Big Ten game or an NCAA tournament game? Is there a comparison there at all? Um, I felt like the first the first game in the first half was a little quick, and then I uh, to it, and then by then, I felt like in the second half after I adjusted, everything was everything was good, and then I just carried that over into the second game, and uh, I thought it was I thought it was good, and then just being here practicing, practicing at the NBA level, practicing what I'm going to do in, in the games here, and it's been awesome. So, how nice was it to kind of get to know, you know, Brandon Pajemski? Obviously, the two of you guys are linked together. I know the Warriors send their, their, you know, rookie classes out to do a lot of things. Hopefully, you guys are getting along. No, yeah, he's a great dude. Um, he's he's soft spoken, but um, he's a monster on the court, and um, he's always finding me. So, I think we already have that early chemistry that's only going to get better from here. When you imagined your NBA career. Could you ever have imagined that the two point guards who are going to be breaking you into this league are first ballot Hall of Fame point guards? I mean, you're going to get out there and play your first game with Steph Curry, Chris Paul. You're going to have Clay Thompson, Draymond Green. You are surrounded by Hall of Famers, including Steve Kerr. No, absolutely. I'm just being able to, I'm blessed to be in the position that I'm in. Um, Having CP3, especially just kind of going under his wing and showing him the art of the pick and roll because he's mastered that. And having Steph being able to locate guys on my passes and stuff of that nature and how he just spaces the floor. So it'll make it a lot, my life a lot easier. I think it's going to be huge. Same with Clay and then Draymond on the defensive end and how he passes the ball as well. And same with Kevon, honestly. It's just all going to be perfect for me, honestly, just to learn from these guys because they've done it 
for a long time and they've done it for a long time at a high level. And so just being able to learn from them, it's going to be great. With all of the kicking out that you do to the perimeter and you finally got shooters to knock it down, who's going to average more assists in his rookie year, you or Jalen Hood Shafino? Um, I don't know. That's a good <laughs> question, though, because Fino got some got some studs over there as well. Obviously, you got LeBron, um, you got Gabe Vincent, you got dudes like that, um, Austin Reeves, a lot of good dudes that can shoot the ball. And so um, we'll see. But um, I think it's going to be fun. I think he's in a good spot as well. Trace, could you tell me about the first time you met, you interacted with Draymond Green? What was that like? Actually, that's I haven't seen Draymond, Steph, or Clay yet. Or I've seen Steph, Draymond, Loon, right. or Clay. Um, I haven't seen those three yet um, because Steph and uh, CP3 were in Vegas. So those are only two vets that I met. Same with uh, Gary Payton. I've, I've seen him as well. So Have you been on the phone with these guys? Have you talked to them at all? Um, not, well, actually we just made a group chat today. So everyone's kind of introducing themselves, which I thought is cool. So, um, probably going to, in the upcoming weeks, going to be a lot more communication. So. Obviously you, you've had quite a bit of an opportunity to talk with Steve Kerr, I would imagine. And I'll tell you, along with being a, a very good coach. And I I've known this for years of conversations I've had with Steve. He's a good guy. Like he actually cares about people. He, he treats the star of his team the same way he treats the, the person who helps him park his car at the arena. He just is a straight shooter and a good guy. What does he talk to you about trace in terms of just setting yourself mentally for all the pressures that are going to come your way in your rookie year? Um, he just said that you got to be ready, honestly. Um, Obviously, with the, the front court and who we have, he said that I'm going to put myself, if I put myself in position to play, that I can play. But it's just going to be me, and I'm going to have to put the work in. And so that's why I'm here right now. That's why I'm going to put the work in, do everything I can to put myself into the best position. And so, But um, I know he thinks highly of me. Um, he likes that I'm a, a senior. He likes that I'm an older guy, um, not someone that you really have to babysit or something like that. And so I think it's going to be good. Um, honestly, but he's, he's a really stand-up guy and, um, it's great. He's going to be a great coach. I already know it. Uh, has he made any specific requests of you things that he has seen earlier in your game that he wants you to work on, emphasize, de-emphasize as you get ready for go time? Um, I wouldn't say necessarily. Um, the, the thing that he said that stood out was my, my passing, my passing ability as a big, and then the lob threat that I, um, he said that, um, they haven't had a lot of bigs in the past that have um, been able to catch lobs and just athletically uh, be able to set screen and roll. So I think that's going to be good, too, to put pressure on the rim. I've been talking about your hands for years, man. you got soft hands for a big man. Yeah. You really do. And I think it's going to benefit the Warriors very well. I think about Chris Paul and you on a pick and roll, uh, having having Wiggins being sort of uh, you know an, an option there, too. There's an awful lot of things that can happen on a – uh, tic-tac-toe basketball court with all you guys out there together. I can't wait to actually see it. Um, you know, the Warriors have had quite a bit of success with the sons of former NBA players, and obviously you are one of those yourself, your stepfather, which is the Jackson in your hyphenated name, a professional athlete as well, and also, what, the chief of police in Center Grove? Did I, did I read that right? Yep, he is. So what's more pressure, being the son of an NBA player or being the stepson of the chief of police? Uh, they, both, they both come with their territories. But, uh, 
uh, I think just growing up and just especially in high school, having your dad there uh, as a cop and like people always coming up to you saying stuff and stuff like that. So it is what it is. But then as I got to college, um, just being an NBA son, um, especially being a good college player and uh, trying to make it to the NBA, there's a lot of pressure with that as well. So they both had pressure in my life, but it wasn't necessarily bad or anything. So you started off in California. It's not like you grew up around old Market Square Arena, but then you, at, at what point do you move from California to Indiana? I was probably three or four when I moved to Indiana. So it was relatively younger. I was on the younger side and then I just stayed there ever since. So what are you going to miss the most about Bloomington? Oh, there's a lot of things I'm going to miss about Bloomington. Um, obviously, my teammates, first and foremost, and coaches, but um, just um, obviously the fans, the arena, all that stuff um, holds a, a nice place next to my heart. But, um, yeah, it's going to be – it's sad to go, but at the same time, uh, put in four good years there, and um, I felt like I was ready for the next step. And so um, I always have a home there, but uh, it's time to spread my wings and fly. Well, let me tell you, as a guy who, you know – has a piece of parchment on the wall from Indiana himself. And as someone who cares deeply about the team, you know, you, you want to cover sports for a living. You got to kind of stop rooting for teams and cover them and be an adult in the room. I'll never stop rooting for Indiana. And I spent so many nights rooting for you and watching what you did. And, and I really mean this. I want to thank you for your years of top shelf service to the team and the leadership that you provided. You were an absolute, um, you know, a, a feather in the cap of the entire program and you leave as one of its most impactful players. And so from, from one IU guy to another, Trace, thank you. Thank you. For, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Thank you. No, it was really great to watch you. And now um, I'm officially afraid for your brother, because when I think of the hardest jobs in sports, being a quarterback at Indiana has got to be right up there. I mean, starting pitcher for the New York Yankees can't be any harder than being the quarterback for Indiana football. And your your brother is 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 he he's sitting number one on that depth chart right now, isn't he? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's him. Him and another kid that are doing it out right now. And so we're gonna see where where what happens. I feel like their first game against Ohio State. Um, they'll probably both play a little bit, but we'll see who gets a nice start. little soft opener for the year, right? I know, right? It's great. Um, hopefully I make it back for that game because it's going to be big time. I know he wants me there, but um, I think that, yeah, he has a tough job, but if anyone can do it, that kid right there can do it. He's got all the confidence in the world. So. Transfers from Tennessee to IU. How much were you involved in that? Um, I was involved a little bit. Um, it was mostly him and my dad making that decision. I just told him whatever decision that he makes, he needs to make it for the right reasons. And um, he knows what his goal is. He's trying to make it to the NFL and be a quarterback there. And so um, he felt like I used the best place to do it and get the best opportunity. And so I'm going to rock with it. Being the centerpiece, the fulcrum of four years of offense in Bloomington, being uh, about as how uh, I think you're the highest profile athlete when you are a star at Indiana in the entire state. And that goes for anyone who, you know, wasn't named Peyton Manning, basically. I mean, it is a monster to hold the weight of Indiana basketball in the palm of your hand. How much does that prepare you for the NBA? And in a weird way, might it be even easier to 
wear beige and blend in on a team of Hall of Famers who have hung banners than being the centerpiece of every single basketball discussion for four years in the state of Indiana. Are you almost relieved <laughs> to, to kind of to be done with that? I think it's great. Um, I thought Indiana taught me a lot of life lessons, but um, as you said, being with a bunch of Hall of Famers, kind of just getting to soak up all the knowledge, be a sponge, I think it's going to be huge for me. And um, just growing and uh, starting out with just a role on that team and then hopefully expanding on that role and do what I have to, do whatever I got to do to get onto the floor and just expanding from there and learning from those guys. I think it's going to elevate my game and take it to the next level. Rebounding and rim protection is going to set you free, man. There's no doubt about it. Play defense, move those feet. All the things that we saw you do through four years of college, I think are going to benefit you great, Trace. I really do. You know, Indiana guys look out for each other. You're proof of that coming on my little show here. I really, really appreciate it. Um, let's talk about the NBA Hoosier Network. I mean, have you have you talked with Eric Gordon or OG Ananobi or or Victor Oladipo, or even some of the old heads, Alan Henderson and Jared Jeffries. Have these guys reached out to you? Have you reached out to them? How tight is that Indiana alumni network in the NBA? Um, I've talked to a few, a few of them. Um, like Calvert, uh, I remember he reached out. Um, Jared, Jared Jeffries reached out as well. And uh, some of my other friends, like Romeo Langford, he texted me. And then um, I talked to Cody Zeller. Um, I saw him when actually when I was doing my Miami workout. And so um, there's been a few guys, but obviously uh, it runs deep. And um, I remember just being just how much it's changed in the last four years from my first two years. And then Coach Woody coming in and kind of restoring that culture my last two years and how many guys would come in and you'd see them every other week would be someone new coming in. I remember Coach Knight would come and watch practices um, starting my junior year, come in every Friday and watch a practice. So I thought that was really cool as well. I can feel like uh, there might be Warriors fans or NBA fans who are like, are we going to talk this much about Indiana? Yes, we are. Yes, yeah, we absolutely are. Um, you know, M Mike Woodson and IU are, are close to signing a, a near historic recruiting class here. What about Indiana has become so appealing to 16, 17, 18-year-old kids. A few years ago, you could feel Indiana not being as cool as it used to. I think you're a big part of that rebirth, and Woody is obviously a big part of that rebirth. Um, you know, kids aren't coming for, for, for the banners, which were won before they were even born, or stories of Bob Knight or Calbert or, or, or the candy stripes, which they better keep forever. Is it? I, I'm, I'm, I'm a sucker for candy stripes. But what in your mind has made Indiana cool again on the recruiting trail. And what do you think of the job that Mike Woodson is really doing? It's, it's unbelievable. Uh, again, I think it's, it's coach Woodson. Um, obviously me and him sat and talked in his office and he's a really, really genuine human being. And um, I think when players come in and see him, they see his background, they see his NBA experience. They see what, where he's going to be in the offense. Cause he's a straight shooter. He's going to tell you, I want you to do this like you see Jalen Hutchifino. He told Fino he wants him to come in. He's going to have the ball in his hands. Obviously, he got a little pressure because X got hurt, but he had the ball in his hands, and he was free to play. And He worked on those jump shots, those mid-range jumpers, and he applied them in the game. And That's what Coach Woody's about. If you're going to work at it, and then apply it. And um, He goes into your house, and he's going to tell you where he sees you, and he's going to tell you how to get to the next level. And obviously, when you get players like that, that's when you start changing your program. And get it to the highest level possible.
if, and I'm not trying to bag on, on Archie Miller, but if Archie Miller had been your coach all four years, are you drafted? Um, I would still say yes, just because of the season that I feel like even if I went out my sophomore year, I would have been drafted. But coming back and listening to what Coach Woodson said was – and he, how he said he could improve my game was the biggest thing. So I would still assume I would say yes because I think Archie's still a hell of a coach, honestly. Um, he's a big X's and O guy. And um, I think that just the player relationship was his part that um, kind of just threw it off a little bit. But other than that, he was a hell of a coach. And I actually enjoyed being around him. And so um, – and obviously with COVID happening – um, it's hard, uh, yeah. it's a hard season. And so, um, yeah, but overall, I still think I would have been drafted, but I still think some of the things that Coach Woodson let me do and implemented into my game, I don't think I would have had those. I don't think my passing would have been as good, and I don't think I would have been able to handle the ball like I was able to my senior year. Like we were talking about, situations dictate your career, and, and you are just in a great situation. I really believe that. How... How pissed off were you to fall into the second round? And do you use that as motivation or is that just a, a hurdle that is in your past? I mean, I, I, I honestly, I couldn't believe it. You dropped one of the single greatest senior seasons in the last quarter century of college basketball. Why do you think you went in the second round. I, I couldn't figure it out, and I continue to say that drafting is an inexact science, and there aren't too many GMs who can honestly say they know what they're doing. Um, at, at, On draft night, yes, I was angry. I'm not going to lie. I was angry more at the fact that I was just – I just felt like after the year that I had and um, just proving to so many people like I could do a lot of the things that they said I couldn't, um, I was upset about that. But after – probably two or three days and uh, my agents talking to me and telling me what, what actually went down because what truly went down was from about pick 33 all the way to when I got drafted at 57 golden state was actually trying to trade and get a pick for me to be able to get drafted there. Obviously I wanted to be a first round pick, but I was more angry that I went 57th. That's what I was so upset about, honestly. But at the end of the day, um, God has a plan for me and, uh, Golden State really wanted me. Obviously they had a few trades fall through during the draft. And so I think it's going to be huge. And at the end, like I said, um, we all start at the same place as rookies and I got a four year deal with two years guaranteed. And so I got basically the same thing as a first round draft pick. And so I'm just going to make the most of it. And, um, yeah, so I'm ready to work. That's a stamp of belief. Right there, isn't it? I mean, to get a first-round contract coming from do, – do, uh, do are you the kind of guy who keeps grudges? Do you have an enemies list? Do you have all 56 <laughs> names before you memorized and you're you're ready to go? No, it's not really that I have a, <laughs> I'm more upset about the teams that I worked out for because a lot of them said that that was here on their draft board or here on this list, and they said I was going to go in between this and this. And so I'm more upset about that part. Um, but at the end of the day, it's not really – that big of a deal for me. Um, I'm here and I love it here. And so I'm going to make the most of this and um, I just can't wait to get started and can't wait to play. Well, we can't wait to see you and, you know, blink your eyes twice, cough once, and it's going to be basketball season. It comes exactly. around fast again. And I'm so looking forward to seeing you on an NBA court. I have, uh, I've said a lot of things about you 
being an NBA player before I even thought of you being a, a Golden State Warrior. I used to talk about how, geez, wouldn't it be incredible if those two two entities could ever come together and look at what happened? It's unbelievable. It's a great situation for you. And Trace, I, I thank you very much for, again, supporting another Indiana guy and coming on today. It really means an awful lot to me. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you.